good. Uh, I do have a question though. Yeah. If there was, if there was, uh, if we had one sponsor of the Outward Podcast of Outcast, what sponsor would you prefer it be? Do you want me to give you an example? Yeah. Do you want me to tell yeah, you mine? Show us your mug. The, the mug. No, actually, but that would be pretty cool. I'd be down with that. I I would pick Roths so that I could Roths, have a, I like a, Roths. a free Roths burger every week. The just uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to imagine anything being better than the hot bird from Noble Wave though, which I know you didn't get oh, to enjoy. I'm seeing a pattern here just now, but food, food is. But uh, I would not mind if they decided to sponsor this either. You know what? I'm going to uh, probably keep it local here, even more local than Roths, <laughs> and go with uh, Domino's Pizza. Okay. You know, I just like. Really love their crushed red pepper flakes. These things are great. <laughs> That's what's in your mug. That's yeah. what's in my mug. I wanted some weight to it, but without the caffeine. So. Everybody knows how much red pepper flakes uh, weigh. Quite, yeah. When when you pack 50 of them in there, it, it builds up. Ryan, what <laughs> are we doing? If you're ever wondering what's actually in <laughs> our mugs, you uh, it could involve Domino's pepper flakes. Yes. Is the official uh, sponsor. Uh, the family service yesterday. We had yeah. uh, an awesome time in here mm-hmm. with um, our kids involved in different parts of the service. We had our our youth group band up here leading worship. Um, we had uh, we had the HUD cam. We had Hudson running around. HUD cam was great. <laughs> he was, was like a ninja up here. Like yeah. Barely saw him. Yes, so subtle. No. <laughs> he was awesome. My my daughter was up here singing, and afterwards she said, "I didn't realize he was going to be right in my face." <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. just a way to roll with it. It's the magic. And cinema. I think we have your your son Hank to thank for that, who did lights. Oh my gosh! That way we could see Hudson running around the stage it, we with saw the HUD cam. Of stuff. A lot of fun. Th- there was there was Thank some lighting <laughs> happening. What was it? What was it? You said that. He looked over to you at one point. I can't remember which one of you guys it was. Oh, yeah. He looks over. He turns to Ryan and I, uh, and he goes, I feel powerful. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe having a, n- <laughs> a nine-year-old responsible for your service lighting is, is uh, ill-advised. I think it was great. Um, dude, what a fun service, though. So good. Um, we're we're, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, worship today in, in this episode of Outcast. Um, I'm Ryan Habig. I'm the worship pastor here at Outward. And joined by these guys, this is uh, Nick Pritchett, and That's you are production guru, director, I don't know what your official title is. I just like to hang out. You like to hang out? I just like to be here with you yeah, guys. You, you kind of like have your, your hand in a lot of things, actually. So. Pies, as they say. <laughs> that, uh, that man, pie sounds good, actually, now, right now, now that you said it. Um, Replace these with pies. With coffee. pies. Yeah. I could be eating pie next time. Yeah. As long as Brandon's not making pour overs for us. I think this is no. more rambly than, than there is. We, I agree. Uh, is Nick is, is our production director, and Ryan Brady, you uh, you oversee a lot of the visual elements of our service, uh, our, our live stream, uh, a lot of the lighting and, and visual stuff that happens in here. Um, so, you know, the three of us, along with some others, uh, obviously are, are pretty involved in what we do week in and week out on Sunday mornings uh, when it comes to 
the the worship gathering, right? the corporate worship experience here at Outward. And we've had a handful of conversations lately, just in our staff meetings and as a team, and um, you know, with different different people who are involved in in all of these things, just about the idea of worship and um, authentic worship, and and even asking some of these questions. Uh, why do we use some of the tools uh, that we that we do, like? like lights and cameras and and we've even had smoke machines make an appearance in here um from time to time and you know so so like I, I think it would just be good for us to have a little bit of a conversation today in regards to okay what is what is authentic worship um and and why do we do some of the things that we do i know you've had some thoughts um recently i don't know if you want to share a little bit about uh, some of the things that you've had um kind of brewing in your mind recently yeah and i would say i would even say like uh, n- not even recently, like for a long time, I've uh, struggled, I guess you could say, with this idea of like um, production in in our services. Uh, uh, so sp- specifically, uh, some things might include uh, like lights, for example. Um, similar with m- most tech we see in the world, like this stuff can be kind of expensive. Uh, and so for a long time, and actually, uh, this was something I was kind of jaded and bitter about, but, uh, for a while I, I was just, the thought was, you know, why are we, why are we spending this much time and money and effort on, on these things, uh, in church? Like almost like these were not allowed, like these things don't have a place here, um, and, and we, and you and I have had, uh, good conversations about this and it's still something that I kind of, I, I, is always kind of right in front of me. Like, um, but I think kind of what we've, uh, sort of come to, or at least in our conversations I've kind of come to is this, is this idea of, uh, balance and, and excellence. Uh, those are the, the, the two things that come to mind, uh, for me. Yeah. And those, uh, those, thoughts you have to looking at all of the production tech like as you said this stuff is not cheap and it is always good to think about how uh we're being stewards of that money that's given here uh, and to really get creative of what are new innovative innovative ways uh that we can use our constrained budgets to create a worship experience here that isn't at the expense of these uh huge budgets or anything like it um really almost is a a a gift to use our creativity that god has given us to think outside of the box in a lot of ways and figure out how to do uh things here to aid in the worship experience at outward i i you know you started this conversation bringing up family sunday yesterday uh like I, th- I think this is that was probably one of the moments that that like wins me over uh, to to when you get to really see like so we had kids in the in the tech booth we had kids and and youth band uh, up here um, leading leading the congregation in music um, like those kids like switched there was like they they like came alive uh, and. And I don't know. I, I look at that, and I uh, a part of me thinks God God designed us all in in unique ways. Uh, and we're kind of getting sort of off the topic of worship, but 
<laughs> I think we'll make it back around. Um, it all uh, connects. But but God designed us all all in all in these unique ways. And so when a ten year old uh, gets excited to have a camera in his hand, uh, and it's almost like uh, it's it's almost like he's a he's a a different person, right? Like he, we've activated something in in this kid in these kids that God has put in them that makes them excited. Uh, and like like I said, God made us in those unique ways. Uh, and so to sit back and look at that and go, oh, like we can do this stuff with excellence and this can be a part of worship. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I think we sometimes like uh, we think of worship like being these these big old church buildings full of stone and stained glass and we're all just standing there in our in our you know Sunday best or whatever uh not having any fun like and I don't think that's the the God that we see in the Bible so yeah I mean when it comes to this question of um you know maybe maybe backing up a minute and saying okay we and and I want to jump on something you were saying a minute ago in regards to um kind of the equipping aspect and and giving people an opportunity to serve in the area of, of worship and using creativity and um, you know exercising those those abilities but but maybe take a step back for a minute and say okay so we we put a lot of effort and energy into crafting these services and using using people uh, to, to serve the church creatively through through music and, and these production elements um, you know wh- where does where does this idea of of the body of, of Christ coming together, um, where does that originate? What, what's what's the idea behind that? And and you look at Scripture, and I mean, and, and throughout the story of the Bible, there's been this uh, command and common experience of the people of God coming together to remember who God is, uh, what He's done. And and what does that mean for our lives today? And then how should that shape how we live? And 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 worshiping is, um, it's it's it brings us into that story and it, it brings transformation to our lives. And so, um, I mean that that's kind of a uh, the reason why we even put so much effort into this. This is this is biblical. This is uh, historic. We're not doing anything that hasn't been done for hundreds for thousands of years we are we're continuing um this practice of of the church gathering for worship um i think you you made a comment earlier about uh, excellence and balance i think it's helpful for us to to remember why so so why do we why do we use some of the different things we do and and i think it'd be helpful if we if we just kind of uh, explain that for a minute. Maybe camp on that. Like, what what's the what's the vision behind? Um, why do we use the lighting that we have in in our auditorium? Why do we why do we care about elements um, like the the music sounding good? Because because I I. I have heard and and I I could myself you know argue and argue from scripture. Hey, these these things. Um, can cost a lot of money. They can be um, kind of difficult to learn. They can they can be distracting. And you know, when we look at when Jesus talks about worship, he talks about it being spirit and in truth. And and really, when you boil it all down, we don't need any of this, you know. And and um, and so we understand that, and and we can we can we can realize that. But at the same time, we also have have come to a point where we feel like there's there's value in doing some of these things and and there's there's good and productive elements to 
um, investing in some of this stuff. And you, either of you guys want to kind of speak to that a little bit more? Well, um, going off of what uh, you said earlier about the equipping process, too, I think that's uh, one of the biggest pieces uh, behind it, of allowing a volunteer, an artist, to use these tools, whether it be an instrument or a lighting console or even the audio console in the back. You're, uh, you're worshiping through that device. Like, it is... it. I mean, the device is very smart, and it does so much stuff <laughs> for us now, but uh, you're still, you're using your hands that God gave you, and the uh, the feeling you get when you're worshiping with a congregation, with a lot of people, and uh, the emotion that comes with that, it comes across uh, as you move the lights or even play an instrument. So there's a unique opportunity to worship uh, in a way that's, just not through the vocal cords. Uh, you're wor- worshiping through your body and um, using uh, using your eyes to create and craft um, a a unique experience for everyone else worshiping too. So you're participating in it, not uh, detracting or not even you know standing to the sidelines, not participating. So it's a great opportunity. Uh, I-, I like what you said. So like. On their own, these things are uh, really just inanimate objects, right? Um, on their own, they just sit there and they, they serve no purpose. They don't do anything, right? Cameras, lights, in- instruments. Uh, I mean, you mentioned vocal cords. Like even even someone choosing not to sing, uh, uh, they're, they're just sitting there. Um, <clears throat> and we've talked about in a meeting uh about production stuff in the past, like, you know, why are, why are we doing this? Why, uh, and I had the, the thought of uh, the story of Cain and Abel popped up into my head. And like, in a, in a way, uh, Cain and Abel brought the same objects or the same items, not, not exactly, uh, but they both brought... Uh, things before God, right? Uh, uh, produce and, and animals and, and such. Uh, so on the surface, they're doing the right thing, right? They've both done the same thing. Uh, and, and what is, what is worship? Uh, what is, what is uh, a life of worship but a sacrifice for God, right? Uh, so when Cain and Abel, on the surface, bring the same thing, but then God says, no, 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 that's, that's not what you are supposed to do. Uh, and one brings uh, the sacrifice with excellence, and one chooses to just uh, overlook it and say, ah, this will do. Uh, like, there's, there's on the surface um, the same thing, but there's a heart of worship. Uh, and admiration and honor and glory, uh, gl- glorifying uh, in, in the heart of one of them. Yeah, excellence is is not necessarily a, an arbitrary marker of success, um, but it's a it's a pursuit. I think that we um, that we aim for. It it, uh, it indicates kind of the, the condition of our heart, right? If we are if we are aiming for something that is excellent, then then you know that indicates 
um, kind of the trajectory of our heart. If we're if we're content to just, it's good enough, um, you know, and it's 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 worship, so it doesn't really matter, right? I've heard that before. Or like, you know, God, God, uh, God doesn't need us to, um, you know have things be perfect, which is true, right? Like, you know, the, the offering we bring is always going to be imperfect, imperfect at a personal level and at a corporate church level. Uh, I mean, that's the, the work of Christ uh, takes our imperfect offerings to God and, and makes them pleasing and, and acceptable to God. That's that mediating uh, work that he does on our behalf. But you know, this, this idea of aiming for excellence, um, that honors God. And it, we, we did a workshop with some of the musicians here um, in, our, in our band the other day, and one of the things we were talking about with, with regards to excellence in the context of the, the, the Sunday gathering, um, one of the things that excellence does is, you know, when we are aiming for this, the, our end goal, I mean, ultimately we're doing it to glorify God, but our end goal is really we can get out of the way and Jesus becomes the center focus if we are doing things so excellently that we are, we've moved beyond distraction and we are doing it in a way that really can highlight him and and his glory and let people see him some of the best worship experiences i've been a part of um and best is, is subjective i know but for me like the best has have been like um the band was so good that i actually didn't even notice them right like the the lighting was so good that it was it, it was n- not distracting right i mean like poor lighting in a lot of ways can be more distracting than really good nuanced uh lighting that enhances the whole experience so excellence, I think, yeah, has this this way of indicating for us the the trajectory of our heart, um, but it also helps us kind of get out of the way a little bit too. Um, so I, I think, and and maybe that we can kind of sum up uh, or wrap up with this point. Uh, we we've kind of spoken in uh, sort of inner circle languages, right, and maybe excluded some of our, our, our audience, like, well, I'm not doing lights, or I'm not doing music, or, or whatever, but, uh, like, if we acknowledge that uh, worship is, is, is not a Sunday, just a Sunday thing, um, it's not just a music thing, uh, it's not just a tech booth thing, uh, it's, it's a way of living uh, and glorifying God. Uh, and if and if what this this podcast is intended to focus on is like application for for people, uh, I think I want to like ask you guys uh, what would you say like in response to I don't feel like worshiping today uh, in in whatever capacity that is whether it's singing on a Sunday whether it's talking to uh, um, the person that's that's bagging your groceries or whatever. Yeah, I think the. the uh the idea of worship, an understanding of worship um, that says it is not just something that happens on Sunday mornings. Um, I mean, even the, the words above our entryway, a worship center, is, is maybe a bit of a misnomer because it kind of gives a sense that, like, we come in here, we're, we're worshiping, and we leave, we're not worshiping. <laughs> um, but we want to counter that. We want to say, well, worship is something that is um, a favorite author, author of mine, Harold Best. He refers to it as unceasing uh, uh, it, it, the name of his book is Unceasing Worship, but it's, uh, worship is a continuous outpouring. It's, it's something that is just always happening. Uh, we're always worshiping something. And uh, I think it's legitimate to say that a lot of times, um, maybe more often than not, when we come in on Sunday mornings, it, it is difficult for us to 
be in this mindset of desiring to worship God in that moment. I mean, there's a lot on my mind um, going throughout the week, and, and so coming into Sunday mornings is no no exception to that. Um, and, and what I would say to that is, I mean, I think that that is part of the purpose of the, the, the regularity, the rhythm um, of the Sunday morning experience. This is why church is necessary as a believer in Jesus. You are... Um, you're coming as a, as a discipline, as, as a means of um, growing in discipleship. Part of that is, is the Sunday morning experience, right? And so, like, even when I don't feel like coming to church, even when I don't feel like worshiping, um, my, my heart is not in the right place. I'm going to show up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ready to open my Bible and invite God to do that work that I need him to do in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to stand there. I'm going to sing in faith. And I'm going to listen to what Scripture says about worshiping with my lips, worshiping with my hands. I mean, you talked about it being like a whole body experience. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to obey, and I'm gonna try to follow um, the the command there to worship and and invite the Holy Spirit to do that desire shaping work. Yeah, and I think uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier too of just uh, stepping aside and let God. Uh, show you all the reasons why he deserves to be worshiped like he is so great and uh i'll use the the analogy of the the tech booth like you're behind screens you're stepping aside you're not getting uh the the viewership that uh, you might see of the band on stage so um i think being in tech it teaches you to physically step aside and not make it about yourself really and i feel worship can be the same thing it's not about how well can i sing today uh how well can i pray today uh how well can i do anything it's just look how good and well god is and let that be the worship uh, the reason to worship him that he's unchanging and he's so good so is there anything in your cup black coffee oh yeah. No no turmeric this week. No. Dude, dude. No. Definitely not. Thank goodness. You, no. you tricked me into trying that last week and never again. Do you think you could eat an entire packet of those uh, pepper flakes? Uh, what pepper flakes are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh. And now I you know. Could, I could probably do it, but I think we're out of time, actually. <laughs> oh, look Conveniently. We, gotta, oh, we have run out of time. You, but.